You're listening to Get Inside Us. I'm Adam. And I'm Hannah. So lately, I've been scrolling more of TikTok, which is a sentence and a phrase I never thought I'd say. <laughs> Honestly, before the pandemic, I was like, I'm too old for TikTok. I just don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. I never will. And now it's like my nightly routine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still don't know how to ever make one. And I don't think I ever will. It's just it's a lot of technology that I don't understand around it but I do know how to go through my for you page you know and that's about it I am so upset at how easy it is to do like the um where they can just like green screen themselves the situation so easy on TikTok do they know how hard it was <laughs> for me as a child to try and remove a background on a video <laughs> that would take specialist software that I did not have there was this advert going around with a child where it was like you too can composite yourself into any situation. And he was like, you get this camera on the, in this kit and a green screen. You get this specialist editing software um, where it perfectly get rid of the green. You could insert yourself onto like waves. And the advert made it out to be absolutely perfect. And there'd be no like green edges <laughs> around you or anything. Yeah. Um, so I was like, mother, this isn't mm. everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> I... <laughs> need this for my birthday so i got it um, oh look at your mom oh my god she's so good she she's is a so wonder good. she pulled the strings i almost wish you told me no <laughs> it was the biggest piece of shit i was so missold the camera was literally made of plastic a piece of paper probably weighed more than that camera and i was like well this is i feel like this is not going to give me a good image because like to do green screen composited, you need a really crisp picture. The less pixels you have, the harder it's going to be to remove the green. And this camera had a lot of trouble removing the green. Oh my god! The oh editing software didn't work. I never used it. I put it into my own editing software, which is Movie Maker, and that worked better than the software they gave me to do this task. <laughs> it did give me two big green screens, which I still have to this day. Oh my god! They found the kit, dude! Yeah, so it was like it's not the worst thing to happen. I'm still so mad at that advert because it's not easy to do that. But now TikTok, you can do it with a click of a button. Kids have it so good these days. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how difficult it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh God, just even using the internet. I mean, I didn't when I was growing up. I didn't have the internet, dude. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you didn't for the first few years of your life, no. right? I didn't for a while. We're one of the last generations that knows life before the internet. I think I was in that weird transition stage where half of childhood was pre-internet and then half yeah. of it was the rise of social media. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. I remember having to use dial-up and no one could use a landline phone if like, someone was on the internet or I'd have to make a phone call. I'd be doing homework, for instance. I remember picking up the phone, the landline phone. I don't think I had a cell phone then. And I just remember hearing, and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, mom, I need to use the phone. <laughs> She's like, I'm doing something real quick. I'll be off in 10 minutes. I'm like, oh God. And I'd have to wait till she was off the internet. 
to call someone <laughs> because the dial up internet we have is all tied to your phone line and it's all together and you cannot do both at once. And see, like I always hear this problem. Like my family didn't have that problem. We were always on the internet and then I realized we just didn't call anyone. <laughs> the Lewis says, we don't like phone calls. We'll avoid it. <laughs> my parents had dial up till 2009. I think. Oh, well, that's quite late for dial-up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got iPhones before they got rid of dial-up. <laughs> so whenever I was back from uni on holiday, there was an open Wi-Fi network in my area, but I could only sit in one corner of the house to try to get it. And, it <laughs> and sometimes it's just the signal wouldn't be great and I wouldn't be able to. Or I'd get like one like little bar or whatever. It was so much torture. <laughs> it was intense. It would just be me begging my mother to please get Wi-Fi. It went from we were kind of making progress and we were moving along to suddenly, oh my God, Wi-Fi is everywhere. Smartphones are just everything. You know what I mean? Apps have really improved. Communication is so much easier. Does it feel like that to you, that it happened really fast? I don't know if you remember the excitement of having, like, two phones that had Bluetooth where you could transfer, like, a one-pixel image to each other. <laughs> Just anything. I remember looking on a phone and being like, oh, I can, you know, I'm talking, like, you know, had the keypad thing and you could dial down and there was an option for, like, the internet. And I'd be like, oh, my God, what does this mean? Is it going to charge? How much is going to charge the bill? I didn't have a cell phone until later on, like, more high school time. I got a phone really late. I had one of those, those classic Nokia bricks, and um, someone <laughs> in year 11 asked me, oh, can I borrow your phone a sec? And I gave that to them, and it's like, oh, is your regular phone broken? And I was like, <laughs> what? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I had a Nokia brick for like a second, and then my parents were like, oh, we don't need these, this is ridiculous, and they stopped it, and they're like, no. Um, later on, I think I actually got the phone I wanted, which was this, it was a flip phone, but it was like metallic -y green. Oh, in college, when I got rid of my brick and I got one of those the Sony Ericsson's that slides up. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd sit in college when I was bored. I obviously didn't have internet on it. Um, yeah. and I didn't really have anyone to text. So I just sit in my notes and just type stuff. <laughs> The equivalent of scrolling on Twitter, except you're just typing nonsense in some notes app. <laughs> when I went to uni, I got a different phone for the UK. And I remember that camera quality was just fucking awful, dude. But at the time, I was like, oh my god, I could take pictures. I and mean, I would try to take a couple. I think the max it held was maybe 20 something or 30 <laughs> in the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to transfer them onto my computer and I remember just being so happy when I finally got them on my computer. I'm like, oh my God, this is the feature. I took a picture of my phone and now it's on my laptop and I can do something with it. <laughs> it was just amazing. But because of that, it meant that, you know, whenever I went anywhere, did anything, nights out, I would take a digital camera with me. And like other friends would too. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I can't remember last time i've seen a digital camera that someone just carries around that isn't a photographer <laughs> it, it was so many iphones ago that the megapixels that an iphone camera could take mm. are better than any digital camera i ever had 
technology has just suddenly happened like this and you get used to different things and you're like, okay, I guess this is just life now. (laughs) (laughs) This stuff on you at all times. And I, I still have those moments though, when I'm using my phone or taking a picture or video calling anyone, I'm like, how is this happening? How do I have this small device with me? At all times where I could video chat with anyone across the world at any moment. Oh my God. <laughs> I I couldn't even fathom that as a possibility in my lifetime when I was younger. I was like, I don't know. That's like some far off future stuff. That's Jetsons level kind of shit. That's not in my life, let alone, you know, when I'm still quite young relatively. Yeah. I just, I like even remember where like Skype was a thing. <laughs> Yeah, but the concept of video call is that you'll barely be able to move because the camera won't keep up with you. Yeah, yeah. You won't just really see each other. You'll be a blurry blob that you might recognize as your friend, but that's just commonly <laughs> accepted. So there's no point. <laughs> like, did you ever play games on your computer when you were growing up? Because I remember oh. when we got ours, we'd have like, I remember there was like one game that I used to play. I begged my mom, like, can I just get on it, please, and play on I I don't... See, the thing is, I don't even remember the game itself. I just remember being excited to play something on this new, like, toy in the house to me. I remember even playing games in school when we started learning how to use them. Hmm. And we'd have to turn it on and reach around, like, the whole back of this big machine, turn it on. And it was one of those... Or just had a black screen and green writing. Oh, wow. And that was the whole... Com- I know, I'm old. <laughs> I just dated myself. <laughs> like, the game we'd play, we'd have to push, like, the letter keys. And it would do different things. And the little stick figure would crawl up a, a ladder and jump off the diving board. And it, would- it was a whole, like, little game. Finish playing. I had to reach my power off everything and go. And that was, like, my first memory of computer class. So we also had uh, typing classes when I got older from Mavis Beacon. Did you guys have Mavis Beacon? No. She was my typing teacher. And she wasn't actually a person. It's a, a program like that they had computers in school. Absolute torture. Because like you had to reach a certain word per minute kind of yeah. speed to get certain grades. And I was just not great. I wasn't the worst but I wasn't the best. I was like, how are people doing this? How are your fingers moving this fast? <laughs> this just seems unreal. We also played Oregon Trail, which was a big part of our grade. <laughs> to go through all of that. Oh, God. I can't believe you played games as part of learning. Like, we'd play games, but as soon as the teacher turned their back. <laughs> it'd be like, oh, a computer room lesson. Oh, exciting. Let's log into lapoo.nl. Because they'd blocked every other game website, and we could only find one from the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> we would have whole computer classes, dude, as a thing. We had ICT, which is what does ICT stand for? I think Information and Communications Technology. We learned how to make movies on Movie Maker, and we learned. I honestly don't know what we learned in ICT. How to make like pie charts in Word, maybe. <laughs> Learn how to use a spreadsheet. Why do you get all the good lessons? See, we just did the spreadsheet stuff, how to use Word and Excel, all that, the basics, you know. 
I think that's why they included games sometimes, which is like, okay. But with the typing classes in high school, they used to do the tests with like a piece of cardboard over our hands. So we couldn't look at the keys. Oh, did you guys ever have to do that stuff? No. Yeah. We couldn't cheat and look at the keys. Everyone was really (laughs) strict about that. I feel like I've been through such like drastically different typing lessons than you. Why were they preparing you for like data entry? Like <laughs> on a mass scale. It was so weird. What kind of school know. is this? Catholic school, dude. I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but I'm just I think you probably have better typing skills than me, even though I went through all of that. I could probably bet. <laughs> the anxiety from having to learn that way and be tested that way has stayed with me. So. See, I'm, I'm a bit of a furious typer. <laughs> I get really into it when I'm in the zone. And um, I remember I'd be at the, like, the bottom end of my living room while my parents were watching TV. And they'd look over and be like, are you okay? Because <laughs> I'd be going for like 10 minutes just like... But yeah, I'm just chatting to my friends. <laughs> Still never MSN. No I big love, deal. I love how, like, people would just be in their family living rooms on the computer chatting to their friends on MSN. Did your parents ever look over your shoulder? Or were they? Did they give you space? They gave me space. Um, but they, they, where they sat, they could see what was on the screen. <laughs> But not, like, clearly. But if I was, like, looking at some, like, hardcore porn, they could probably tell it was hardcore porn. Um, so I avoided doing that. Not yeah. that I had any interest because I was confused about my sexuality, but that's another episode. There were there were points where, like... So my dad loves eBay, right? Oh, God. <laughs> I remember when eBay started. Oh, my he God. He sells... He buys and sells football programs. And I still, to this day, have no idea if he's actually made any profit or if he's just breaking even and has continued this weird cycle of selling football programs. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but every like half an hour he'd come over to me and come text to me and be like, refresh. And then I'd have to, I'd roll my eyes, open the eBay tab, refresh eBay to see if anything's selling. <laughs> and then be like, no, father, it's 12 days since anything of yours last sold. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing fell in and this is before like now we can just check on his app on his ebay app he can sit anywhere and refresh himself what a novel <laughs> concept <laughs> ebay was such a wild time dude i remember when that started my mom got into ebay and that was just <laughs> she did quite well she did she did some good ebay stuff but like it was such like again just a novel kind of new like, oh my god, look at this, look at this, I just... Now people don't use eBay, they use Facebook Marketplace. And I'm like, this is... Ah! You know things that are embarrassing, but aren't that, that aren't embarrassing at all. Yeah. Um, That's one of them, is putting something on the Facebook Marketplace where all your friends can see what you're posting. <laughs> yeah. That's like really saying. embarrassing to me. There's a salon that I go to in Cardiff, and they're wonderful to me. They don't really have an Instagram, but they do have a Facebook. And I have wanted to write them a nice review on there because they deserve it. 
but I cannot get myself to do that and have it connected to my personal stuff and have it publicly done and then notify thing. I can't do it. I can't get myself yeah. to. Even though I know that anyone I care about on Facebook doesn't yeah. use Facebook outside of Messenger. Right. <laughs> no one's going right. to see it. No one's going to give a shit. Right. But it's I... that weird level of embarrassing that I can't bring myself to do it. To, yeah. For people to see what I'm posting, the picture I take of it, see the price that I've put. And the description that I put, I'm like, no, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Do not perceive me. Oh, God. I remember, like, okay, so Polaroids have come back. Uh, I mm. think they might have gone away again. I don't know. It's There's the ebb and flow of, like, how people use things. But I remember being younger, and they came out with, like, a Polaroid camera that was long <laughs> and thin. And it could take tiny miniature Polaroids, and some of them were like stickers and stuff. Do you Ooh. remember that? Did you ever have that? Polaroids, I think, were just before my time. Mm. I didn't know anyone who owned a Polaroid before Urban Outfit has made them cool again. <laughs> they, I used to, lo- oh, I loved it so much. Some of my first selfies were probably on those like miniature Polaroids. <laughs> I still don't know how I got my face in them. Like sometimes it'd be half your head because you can't see what you're doing. Yeah. So you're just, you're trying your best and you have to wait for it to develop and be like, oh, was that okay? I used to send like duck ones, like take a little Polaroid of my ducks. I sent <laughs> it to my pen pal. Just, oh, I loved it. Do you remember the sticker, photo sticker booth things at, um, like Disney parks, theme parks, all that kind of photo stickers. Yeah, like you get a sheet of like stickers that have your picture on them. No, but that sounds really cute, dude. They're my favorite. I used to get at least a couple of them every summer, and then I put them on postcards when I sent out postcards to all my friends. Did you ever have a disposable camera? Yes. Oh God, yeah. That's how I have most every of my... holiday. Break out the disposable camera. Most of my like first concert photos were on disposable cameras, dude. It was just so bad. They're always awful. It's like you go to development and you're all excited. And you'd maybe have like two or three that were decent. (laughs) The rest would be absolute shit, dude. Have you seen photographers be like, oh my god, I'm gonna use the disposable camera for this? Like it's really good looking. It's become like an arty thing, hasn't it? Oh, fully. <laughs> like, it's uh, almost like how records came back and mm. were seen as quite, like, artistic. Yeah. yeah. And now people just have records again. People love a good vinyl. Yeah. People, people love a good vinyl nowadays, which is wild. <laughs> so <laughs> disposable cameras are definitely back. They've got a vibe. All the pictures I've got, I can tell if they're disposable camera or not. I feel like that's a lot of, like, fashion that's come back, trends that have returned, just people enjoying it for the novelty of it, but not understanding how that was all we had. (laughs) Like, this is, oh, I mean, enjoy it for what it is. I like that people have fun with stuff, express yourself, however. Sometimes it just brings back memories that you're like, oh, God, (laughs) I feel absolutely ancient now. Um, like style things like butterfly clips are coming back fucking jelly shoes <laughs> jelly shoes are back yeah you know, oh or God. maybe they were back for a second and then they're gone again but I have seen 
in the recent times, meaning in the last year or two, I have seen jelly shoes again. <laughs> I'm like, there's a tiny part of me that wants to try to find glitter jelly sandals for myself. Like the clear glitter ones just for me. Absolutely do it. But even that, like, I know the blisters. I know the pain. I know, (laughs) I know what it means to wear a jelly shoe. And I absolutely kind of just do not want to do it. But uh, the younger me would love it. Tamagotchis made their comeback as well. Did they? A, A few years ago. I had a Tamagotchi growing up and I fucking loved it. I remember being so excited. And I used to beg my mother to take care of it while I was in school because we couldn't have them in class. They get taken off of us. So I'd be like, mom, you need to take care of it or it'll die. And I remember running out to the car after school and be like, oh my God, do you have it? It's okay. Did you clean up after it? Did you feed it? Like, is she like, it's fine. Like, literally cared so much about that Tamagotchi. <laughs> That was my parents with Farmville. <laughs> what you... My parents got so attached to it. Like, we'd actually be in town shopping. And they'd be like, oh, we need to get home, check on our farms. I'd be like, mother, <laughs> you're not doing this. <laughs> Quick kids, into the car, we need to get back home. No way for Farmville. Yeah. Oh my god. When even was that, dude? Farmville came out in 2011, and I know this because... <laughs> Shane always reminds me that Lady Gaga teased Born This Way via Farmville. No way. <laughs> no way. Like releasing snippets, doing like a full ad campaign. On Farmville. With Farmville. <laughs> That's a, such a choice that I wouldn't expect. <laughs> right? The collab no one thought at the world needed. Lady Gaga <laughs> and Farmville. <laughs> That's amazing. So for birthday parties back in the day, we would get presents and have to bring those to the party. And one year, there was a hot new toy on the market that everyone loved and wanted. And we got this for um, the girl's birthday party that I was going to. I remember heading into Toys R Us with my mother and going to the section and being like, they have them. Oh my God. And we picked it out. And I'm like, I want one so badly. My mom's like, but it's not your birthday. I'm like, I know, but I can't, I can't now. Why do we have to have, why do we have to give her this toy that I really want? And I had to like push that feeling down so much and be like, I know you're right, mom, but my soul is hurting because my birthday isn't sooner. So I don't get to have this now. And I had to wait. Oh my god. She was so happy with it. It was great. She had a great birthday. You were thieving. And the toy was Puppy Surprise. Uh-huh. <laughs> they had a Puppy Surprise and a Kitty Surprise. And I wanted both. I couldn't decide. The whole premise of the toy was that it's a big stuffed animal with a plastic face. Like a hard plastic face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the like bottom of this animal of the dog or the cat was a big Velcro pouch underneath it that you rip open and it has babies inside. <laughs> so is, is it like you give your puppy surprise a C-section? <laughs> C-section by Velcro. And you rip out the babies and they all have tiny faces as well. And they're so cute. And they're different colors too. The babies are all like, you might get like 
two kittens that are white and one that's like a calico with like the brown and the black spots and different things. You don't know what the kittens will look like. It's a everything's a surprise, and it was just so exciting and wonderful. <laughs> Eventually, I got them, and it was just as amazing as I thought in my mind. Um, of course, I'm saying all of this completely aware of how alarming this toy is in general <laughs> this is a concept that they sold um my my friend had one of those babies you, you know you feed it yeah her and her sister are always so baffled as to where the food went because <laughs> you know how it works right when in the spoon oh yeah it, yeah <laughs> um when you feed it the food retracts into the spoon the spoon's empty oh my god so they were like, we need to find out. So they disemboweled the doll. Oh. <laughs> what? what? They what? tore it apart. They didn't find any food in there. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> Did they figure out how it happened or what? I think what after after they'd sacrificed the child, they sort of worked it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you just sent me a picture of Kitty Surprise, and it looks absolutely horrifying. No, wait till you see the dog. Wait. That looks absolutely hideous. It's like, the face, I, it looks like, right, okay, it looks like a human (laughs) being that is wearing a cat costume, because, like, the ring around the face looks like that's where the costume ends, and someone's painted their face like a cat. I can't the dogs look so frazzled. Like their head, the head on their hair is so puffed out. It looks like they're they've just found out a shocking truth. Yeah. When when I was growing up, we didn't have a treehouse or anything, which I know is a very like common like. Is it associated with like American stuff that you see on like TV shows, like a tree having a tree? Oh yeah, house? here like if you have a treehouse, you're very lucky to have a tree that is suitable for a treehouse in your garden. You'd also have to have a really cool dad who would build it for you. <laughs> or a mum. I mean, mums can also build it. But I think the stereotype of a dad building it, where they build a belt in his denim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dad was very much like that when I was growing up. But we didn't have a tree that could support a tree house. And that, that was a common problem. So even though it's like they did exist, it was rare that someone had a tree that was big enough and like a parent that would build it, you know, anything like that. Um, what I did have instead was a big fort with a swinging bridge thing. Um, so it had like, I mean, on one end of the fort, we did have a little swing set. I think there were two. And then you could climb up it to one end of the tower. And you run across the bridge, the like wooden plank swinging bridge thing. And you go up to this bigger tower and it had like the little railings and stuff around it. And you could just sit up there. I don't remember doing anything in that fort other than I'd hang out with friends and talk and my mom would like pass us lunch up from the ground. <laughs> like, grab it. And sometimes I'd make like the sand art. For some reason, that's like a weird little memory. I'm sure I did other things, but this is something that's logged into my brain of like the different colored sand in jars, like the bright pink, oh, yellow, yeah. green, blue. And you just layer them in there together, and you're like, oh, that looks cool, but it does nothing else. Oh, God, that's unlocked a lot of memories in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) I distinctly remember doing that in my fort. And then 
underneath the big tower that you run to on the bridge, I had a sand pit, like a little. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I used to just sit in there and just make sand castles and stuff. So, yeah, those are my fort days, dude. But see, like, I'm trying to imagine like a British fort or like treehouse. I can imagine it just getting really foggy very quickly. <laughs> yeah, the wood would be uh wouldn't hold up. Like, as well. I just think of it leaking and just I just. <laughs> We, we're too wet. And I know California also have wetness, but I feel like... It's I very mean, rare. Feels a like lot less wetness. <laughs> yeah. And it would dry very quickly after it has been wet. I mean, the only time I really had to play was, like, during the summer holidays. So it was always just warm and hot. Yeah. We also would have the sprinkler out in the summer. Did you guys have, like, the sprinkler that would spray and, like, go back and forth? Like, you no. can attach different things to the hose. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. They were amazing, like running through the sprinkler and running over it. I remember slip and slides when they became a big thing. I do not enjoy the idea of purposefully falling to the ground and sliding on a plastic mat with some hose water. (laughs) (laughs) But when it's 40 something degrees out and you're a kid, you're with your friends, that's a great time. I have so many memories attached to just summer. Of just smelling like chlorine from the pool, of smelling like hose water, and being in the sun all day, and just... I mean, there's an infamous video of me and my brother playing in the garden while my mum brought out the paddling pool. She must have filled it up about an inch and a half. We put the... I don't know why, if I was just content with that amount of water, watching it back, like, there's probably more water in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, we put the slide. We had a, a we had a slide in the garden. And we put it up to the side of the pool. And we slide down and splash into that into the puddle, and a video of me because I'm I'm wearing a shirt in the video. I splash down to the pool. And my shirt gets wet, and because clearly back then I still had like an issue with textures and materials. I get out of the pool with this scared and anguished look on my face, pulling my shirt off the front of my belly, being like. It's all wet. Ooh, <laughs> and I started to cry, and we—you like, oh. you slid into a pool. <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting, Adam. <laughs> but maybe you weren't expecting it to feel that way. You just wanted to go down. Maybe that was what triggered my my hatred of wet clothing. <laughs> that was the moment. Ever since that slide, <laughs> <laughs> I was constantly. I was like, I don't know. I felt like a seal in the summer, dude. Like I'm just. Wake up, fucking change into my swimsuit, run around. That's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> like the activities that you want just ain't like have to do with the hose, you know? The pool, <laughs> the pool or the hose. <laughs> so the just... hose sounds so ominous. Just <laughs> like capital T, capital H, like dude. Get like, the hose. You drink out of the hose. You do all that. It's like no, was I? The... <laughs> have you ever tasted hose water <laughs> did i ever tell you about the parasol incident no so i was talking to my mom about this the other day apparently i was only three when this happened oh no oh, but yeah no. i have just a distinct memory in my head um we're all sat around in the garden around a table with a parasol in it i think it was a few uncles were around or something and a gust of wind blew the parasol out of its moorings and into the air yeah in my mind <laughs> this parasol was a few feet in the air uh-huh. spinning with a spike 
at the bottom for about a minute long while we were all screaming. And then another gust of wind took it onto the, the flat roof we have. <laughs> yep. I don't think much of that is true. <laughs> However, something has been burnt into my memory <laughs> from all of my childhood of that spinning spike of the parasol. <laughs> oh, I won't confirm that event did happen. She did, however, confirm that it didn't hover in the air for a minute, thankfully. <laughs> but why am I still terrified? <laughs> Memories when you're younger, it just sometimes you're like, was that actually real? Did it happen that way? Did you ever have like a a friend over for tea? Which is like, it's very different from a sleepover because I went over to my friend Kurt's house. He was my best friend at the time. I loved Kurt. (laughs) Um, Then he came over to my house. And all I remember from both of these times, actually, no, it was quite exciting being picked up by a different parent. (laughs) Like, Throughout the day, you're like, oh, I'm going to Kurt's house tonight. And then you get in Kurt's mum's car and you go home. It's quite exciting. But anyway, all I remember from those experiences like in the houses, he was getting ready to leave my house and get picked up. And he, for some reason, is in the cupboard under my parents' staircase. And he pulls out some ant killer and he spills some on my knee. What? And (laughs) I go into full meltdown. I'm like (laughs) howling with tears. I am screeching because I think I'm going to die. If that thing kills ants, it's going to kill me now. My knee didn't have any grazes, nothing on it. So like, it, like it's just some some like pesticide on some skin. Yeah. I'm sure that's fine. But in my mind, I was dying. I was in my life. Kurt was there like, what the fuck's happening? Why is he screaming like this? <laughs> Why is Kurt evil and taking ant killer and putting it on you? He was just playing. He's like, oh, what's this? And he spilled was some. Playing with ant killer. It sounds like actual. Like, Look, no. there's a reason that I wasn't Kurt's best friend for long. <laughs> <laughs> After that instant, cancel them, cut them out of my life. I mean, I would honestly cry as well. <laughs> the end meltdown <laughs> moment for me, I relate to that. But I mean, speaking of ant killers, I had a meltdown with ants and some friends that were over. But they were like neighborhood friends from the street down from us. I remember we were in the front yard and our moms were talking and stuff as we played like on the little path and whatever. They were just passing by and play while our, our moms chatted. They started stomping on the ants and the bugs in the like planter bed next to our path and then along our like little walkway. And I freaked out. I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, ha 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 ha, whatever. And they're just stomping on all the bugs. I was started screaming. I'm like, why are you doing that? And I just fully melted down, crying. The mom stood there. They both came up. They're like, what's going on? Because I'm having a meltdown. And my mom's like, oh, you know, they get them to stop or whatever. And the one mom's like, oh, that's not, that's not that big of a deal. They're just killing some of the bugs. <laughs> My mom <laughs> looked at her and said, you're going to have to leave now. Oh, my God. I love that my mom defended me and my right to be upset about the murder of these little ants. I was thinking of having friends over. It was always a bit weird. Like, I always felt like, what if they didn't like what we had? All this kind of stuff. I always wanted to make sure, you know, my friends had fun when they came over for, like, even just for dinner, whatever it may have been. 
And like, it was always exciting going to someone else's house because I'm like, oh my God, what are they going to have? What happens? You know, what's this like? <laughs> I remember being picked up by my friend's parents in school and she had a minivan. I just remember it being absolutely amazing that she had a phone in the car. She had like one of those, like, looked like a landline phone, like a corded telephone. Oh my God. In the middle of the two front seats in the minivan. And it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh my God, can you use it? I asked her, a million questions on the drive back to her house, which <laughs> she had the patience of just, oh, she was incredible. I look back at that and I'm like, I was that kid who was like, tell me all about this car phone. <laughs> the entire drive back, I am fascinated. But I, oh, I had a good time. It's just my friend also had a younger sibling. So when we would be playing or doing whatever before dinner, uh, her younger sister used to want to hang out. But she's like, no, Hannah's my friend. And then they fight over it. I'm like, it's fine. She can play with us. Like, no, I'm having my friend over there be crying. The mom would have to intervene and tell people off. And then I'd feel like I was in trouble, even though I didn't see it. <laughs> I think I even cried once. I think there was an altercation where I started crying. And she, the poor mom was like, if you okay? I'm like, I don't know, am I in trouble? I wasn't fully like wailing. I was just upset. And she's like, no, you're not. Hannah. You know, it's fine. It's just they're not playing well together. <laughs> in the middle of a sibling fight was such a weird experience for me but yeah I remember leaving and being picked up by my parents and I'm just like I am so glad I'm an only child this was very <laughs> stressful and oh my god because I couldn't understand why and what the big deal was with just having the little sister play with us as yeah. well and like looking back at that, I'm like, I get it. You have your own friends. You want your own space because you share so much of your life with your sibling that it's like, this is my moment. This is my friend. And we just want to do stuff on our own. So I totally get why she was upset. But sleepovers were good fun. Like different parents had different rules, you know, for how late you could stay up, what you could do and stuff. You do prank like, calls. No, no, we weren't. We weren't like that. We usually just do like young kid gossip, which really wasn't anything back in the day. We didn't have technology, computers, anything. Um, watch different TV shows, play games, played. Um, oh God, I remember playing Chubby Bunny and being like, "This is dangerous." Haven't you heard? It's dangerous. Like where you put the marshmallows <laughs> in your mouth. You're always the health and safety. <laughs> anxiety has never left me dude but um sleepovers at mine i remember it reached a point where we'd want to make and cook stuff for each other too like we made pancakes and my mom would help get all the stuff out and like be in the other room kind of listening supervising you know while we made pancakes this whole sleepover thing <laughs> that we started doing turned into an idea for an actual project for school where we all had to do a presentation and teach the class how to do something. And of course, when the teacher was like, oh, you pick your team, my friend turns right towards me, <laughs> like when they're in their desk and we're like, yes. Um, so we teamed up and then we're like, we can make the class pancakes and teach them how. And so we brought all the stuff to school, including like the little like hot plate thing. And we made pancakes for the class. <laughs> it was great. See, I never went to like a children's sleepover. I always went to like a fifteen-year-old sleepover, which was oh, dude. it was just the era of us playing Truth or Dare. Oh no! Oh, or no. Never Have I Ever. But none of us had done anything. None of us had even had a sip of alcohol. 
like we're, we're just asking each other every two weeks like never have i ever given a blowjob <laughs> and we're all there like Anyway, um, you go next. Um, <laughs> never, ever, never have I ever had sex. And again, just thought, I was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> we all know each other well enough that if someone did something, we'd know about it. <laughs> the thing is, with my sleepovers, there's usually like one friend at a time. You, I mean, sometimes it'd be a group or if it was like a birthday party or something. That's when we'd play those type of games sometimes, like Truth mm. or Dare. It was a bit pointless when it was just one friend. Like, <laughs> Because we already knew everything about each other because we just talk all the time. It was always really funny because there's one particular friend who always wants to play Truth or Dare the most. So we're like, all right, let's play. <laughs> like, what do you um, have to tell? What's going on? <laughs> What's secret? Because like we'd already run out of everything, we tried those dodgy Truth or Dare apps and there was <laughs> two extremes. There was either Truth, um, have you ever eaten cauliflower? So it was either like really, really tame. The only other option was stuff where it's like, dare um flip over your friend onto the back and spunk on their bum and it's like whoa genuinely there was one no there way. was one like that and use the word use the word spunk particularly it, it burns into my brain and i was like right we're gonna close this app now we we're not gonna play this one we're not gonna play this other one either we're just not gonna play anything <laughs> <laughs> do you mean computer like on the computer like a computer generated type thing or well, it couldn't have been on your phone yeah or like an app oh my god dude oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no in between the well, two extremes <laughs> like if there's a big group of us like from school that were sleeping over uh, a friend's house and we didn't know much about each other that's when truth or dare was a little bit like <gasps> oh you know do you like so and so in class? Do you like <laughs> you know that type of stuff? But I don't remember there being any kind of scandal or anything ever being like found out. <laughs> just I don't know. Let's just talk and watch a show and have pizza and make some stuff. You know, do an activity. <laughs> Honestly, it's that's all I wanted. Way chill sleepovers. Another toy from my childhood that I loved. Um, I've seen it recently on a YouTube video. Someone, like, you know, started making stuff with it. It's an easy bake oven. Uh-huh. Uh, I had it, like, with the light bulb and all that. <laughs> like, the way back in the day, like, the old school easy bakes. And these newer ones look so different. <laughs> I, you can't see inside while it's baking. Where I remember the old, like, the older one, you could see inside. It had, like, a little window so you could see what was going on. Well, they hide it now. <laughs> What's happening? It's just, it makes it feel like you can't keep an eye on it, you know? I had, like, little pizza tins. I had little heart-shaped cake tins. All of that. <laughs> and you make the little batter. You Like, you have pouches with all the different stuff. And you can make, like, miniature cakes and little pizzas. Whatever. There are a lot of different, you know, recipe things that they sold. Whatever. Basically under a light bulb. That's, I don't know if there's other technology involved in it but it felt like you were just baking under a light bulb <laughs> but like i still have this like memory of what it smelled like when they were baking like you know how good they were oh, i'd make like a little cake or something and ice it and do all that i was really proud of it and i'd make one for my parents and one for myself i'd be like here enjoy it thing i did it look i've made these for us but they were probably the size of a biscuit dude <laughs> 
if not smaller. They were tiny. Like a single bite. Yeah, well, I would get really upset because my dad would eat it all in one go. Like, and just put it in his mouth. And then I remember being like, but you didn't even enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) There's part of me that wants an easy bake oven again. And just to get it, to be able to make these. But I know I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to spike. And they're expensive, dude. I think they're still over like 100 quid. Oh my god. (laughs) And I'm like, I could just make a cake. (laughs) You could buy an actual microwave. (laughs) It just doesn't seem worth it. But I guess when you're a kid, it's still a bit of fun. You know, again, if I ever had a child that really wanted it, I'd be like, you know, I have good memories. (laughs) Easy bake oven, let's do this. But, I mean, one thing that was amazing in my memory was my cash register that I had. <sighs> I still stand by that. That was one of my favorite I toys. fully stand by that. <laughs> I have such a love for my till. I still have it. <laughs> um, the ding is a bit sad now. I would play very specific games with my till <laughs> my cash register mine had a little conveyor belt on it too oh you had a fancy one <laughs> oh, i'm so jealous we would go like on little road trip holidays and stuff like that spend a weekend at a place called lake arrowhead in california in our room there was the bathroom but then you walk out and there's like a little closet slash kind of miniature bar area question mark i don't know there's like a little flat table kind of area but not a table it was weird yeah. and then had like the shutters that opened up into the room <gasps> and oh my god do you see where i'm going with this <laughs> that's <laughs> incredible i would take my till on that like little weekend trip with me and i'd set it on that little thing and open the shutters and set up a shot for my parents and <laughs> there would be specific things like treats at like at the convenience store, whatever, that I would get, like, M&M's, some crisps, some soda, whatever we brought as snacks, but then I would buy extra, you know what I mean? Like, whatever I could sell at my shop. I would totally just be like, open the shutters, put it out there, be like, the shop's open, and my parents would run over. It was, they, they were so great. I love my parents for playing along with this. And they'd be like, oh, let me see. I remember even one time they, like, fought to get their first get the item <laughs> <laughs> had them all lined up i'd be like do you have your cash ready <laughs> this is cash only here this is all i accept i you know credit card machines down can't do it i swear to god i used to put like the m&ms at like five dollars <laughs> i was so awful i was like i don't know that coke's gonna cost you a tenner so you know, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I, I mean, there was definitely a point where I'd let my dad buy something and then I'd cut off my mother and be like, sorry, I'm going on a break. And I'd take like a 10 minute break, shut the shutters, take the notepad, change the prices and make it higher and then reopen and the prices you have <laughs> I had a lot of fun on my till. Sometimes we'd play Argos. <laughs> Sometimes we'd play restaurant. Sometimes we'd play regular shop. <laughs> Always make my parents be like, Mom, Dad, you have to come to the shop. And then they have to traipse upstairs and be like, hello, we're here to come to your shop. <laughs> we had a select few items of, like, plastic food. Yeah, yeah. So our menus were really, really weird because it catered to what we had. So Would it be like, you and your brother playing? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was like, 
hi, um, would you like the the chicken leg and sausage? Sure, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> and there was when we played Argos, we had these shelves in our room, so we would put the till in the shelf almost and close the door so you couldn't see the rest of the room. And I put my head through the shelf in the gap so they could <laughs> see me. I can't really explain the setup well, but basically the entire room was closed <laughs> off because that was the, the storage area. You have to come to the oh, hole yeah. in the shelf to order what they wanted from Argos. And then they'd have to wait there <laughs> until their collection number was called. <laughs> and I made my own Argos catalogue by chopping up the real Argos catalogue and gluing in pictures <laughs> to a a book that I'd stapled together out of A4 paper. <laughs> I just have to say that I know that you love Argos. Like, I know that's the whole thing. <laughs> We've spoken about it at length, like your fondness of the whole thing with the catalog. I just never knew you turned it into a game, and that is the best thing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I love it. See, I'm I'm still to this day jealous of like the tills now that come with like pin machines and beepers. Oh my! Like God, physical like dude. beepers, you can like take off the till and scan. We only had one that was on the till. We like beep across. One time, uh, we all went to Macro, which is like. It's basically Costco, but in some ways, better. They sell tills in macro. What? Like actual tills actual or toy tills? tills. And oh. my brother oh my God. almost had a strop in the aisle because my parents would not commit to buying a £200 till just for us to play Argos <laughs> with. It's like one of those proper you know, independent store um, tills that have all the buttons going beep, beep, yeah. beep. And it prints out the little receipt, like, ah, oh, those sounds, ASMR, incredible. <laughs> it, it makes me feel so relaxed. I, I like 200 pounds now. Like, it's a lot of money. But I could buy a till right now and have that. That's insane to me. <laughs> What's stopping you, <laughs> God. I went through a phase of, like, at my grandparents' house, if there were also two lots of cousins there, we would set up our own cafe. Oh, dude. Fuck there yeah. were two living rooms. All the families would be in the front room. We'd go to the back room. That'd be like our kitchen. And then I'd be like, right, I'm going to go take the orders, guys. And they, like, I don't know what they were talking about, but they couldn't be talking about anything. They couldn't be talking about something serious. Like, oh, yeah, did you hear, like, Rosa down the street died? And I'd come up with my little notepad, like, Auntie Sarah, what would you like from the menu? And she'd just stop and be like, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how I had the confidence to go out into this room of aunties and uncles that I don't really know that well, and just start asking everyone for their orders in front of the entire room. I think it was just the thrill of writing something down on a little notepad and then taking it back and being like, "Emma, they ordered this. Reese, they ordered this." And somehow they have to. Did we just give them invisible meals? I didn't have my set of fake food there. I was gonna say, like, what'd you? Do like what you prepare. I think we just took out invisible plates. <laughs> we be like, "Here you go," and they have to pretend to eat it. And I, oh my god, kids are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna be this nice when you're a parent one day? I mean, I'm gonna have to indulge it, aren't I? Because I was the same. I think if me and Jake had a child, the first thing I'd do is buy him a tail. I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> carry on our legacy." <laughs> The till legacy. Buy them some really nice fake you... food and some nice um packaging. And... Yeah, I'll get I'll get a good set um for your kid. I never had like the little shopping trolley and stuff like that. Now, have you seen that? Yeah, kind of stuff? it's like 
you can get the entire supermarket oh scaled down. Like, they have like the shelves and everything. They legitimately <laughs> have all this stuff, and I'm just like. See, the problem is, I'm I was always quite particular about scale. So I'd be frustrated that they weren't like real height. Jesus Christ! You're like, but I want the big shelves, the real. Shelves. I want my bedroom to be a literal shop. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, if I if I ever had a kid in the future, I would just want to get them all of the updated versions of the toys I grew up with. I'd be so excited to be like, oh my god, they have this now! What the hell? Oh my god, they need this, even though it's like. What if your kid doesn't want it? <laughs> you just never yeah. want it. I think like it would be fun toy shopping. But saying that, with Toys R Us gone, R.I.P. I mean, what's toy shopping like nowadays, dude? And the Argos catalogs don't exist anymore either. My heart hurts, dude. Like, there's a part of me that I'm just like, I guess you still have some toy stores out here. You still have Smith. Yeah, and the right? entertainer. There's definitely something about walking into a toy store and seeing everything and picking yeah. it out and all the just aisles of toys and all the possibilities you know what i mean it's just oh talking about it even like this just makes me feel old because i know times are changing <laughs> so fast i'm like oh no <laughs> i'm becoming that the whole back <laughs> of my day we had stores to go into <laughs> shopping and i'm just like oh no oh but yeah if you would like to follow us on our socials. Our Instagram and Twitter is at Get Inside Us. And Adam, what's our email? Um, get Inside Us Podcast at gmail.com. As always, the number one rule is don't be an asshole. I will block you. <laughs> so just be careful with what you message us, what you say. Um, but please do reach out if you have any kind of fond childhood memories, like any toys that you were absolutely obsessed with growing up, and let us know. But yeah. Thank you for listening. See you next week. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Bye.